Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas. All right. Well, hey, this, uh, this being a show about money, let's talk about a situation that uh, we've ran into recently. A, a gentleman by the name of Gary, who's 65 years old, um, business owner. He owns a family-owned and operated HVAC that's uh, heating. Go ahead, Casey. What, what are you? Don't look at me. I think it's. I can't even spell HVAC. <laughs> Heating, vacuum, and air conditioning, I think it is, the uh, company. The company is 30 years old uh, with a good lo- uh, local reputation. He and his father started the company in 1990 when Gary was laid off from his previous job. Uh, after his father died, Gary grew the business. And um, right now, Gary's the sole owner, but he has a son. His son is 38 years old. And what do you think he's about to do? wants to figure out how to pass it on to the new generation, right? Absolutely. Pretty common thing, and and not only that, it's a, a common theme these days. We've got uh, we've got a lot of folks that uh, are baby boomers um, who are looking to retire, and mm-hmm. many of them are business owners, so they're looking to pass that family business, um, you know, either created by themselves or maybe a, a generation prior to, or along with a prior generation. Um, passing off the ownership and obviously they have lots of options right you could either sell the business to some unrelated party Mm -hmm. um basically just cashing out you could pass it on to the next generation um you could close it down and sell the assets which most folks don't want to do most of the time they're emotionally tied to a business like that so they don't want to see their their work um Go away. Well, and in this case too, you know, saying he he has 45 employees, um, including his son, who's one of them. So, yeah, so you this, obviously, this you know, would be the the nuclear option, right? Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. 45 right. people out of work, and right. including one of them being your son. Right. But I mean, in this case, he is interested in passing it on to his son. But I mm-hmm. mean, even as you said, there's 45 people relying on on Gary here. Yep. And that that's a uh, could be a pretty heavy burden for a for a 38 year old who has grown up in the business but doesn't necessarily know, um, you know, maybe hasn't felt the pressure of feeding those families, right? Right, right. So, um, I guess just talking a little more about it uh, and some of these numbers and definitely the names have been changed to protect the guilty or innocent or <laughs> you decide. Uh, Company has about two and a half million annual in sales, nine hundred sixty-four thousand gross profits, two hundred forty-four thousand operating income, and uh, two hundred thirty-four thousand in net income before taxes. So, um, there's a few questions that Gary would like to know. What's a reasonable timeline for transition? Uh, how do they transition if the fun, if the son can't buy? Uh, the ownership interests, uh, can he gift shares and ownership of the company, and uh, what kind of tax impact will it have on Gary and his son? Um, Casey, these are always significant yeah. issues, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and the, there's, as you mentioned earlier, there's so many options here of things that should be considered as far as a timeline 
it's really hard to say. I mean, a lot of that depends on what your ultimate goals are. If for sure you want to transition it to your son, he's already working in the business. That kind of that does help speed things up a little bit in terms sure. of getting things transitioned, as opposed to you know selling it to um, you know call it a third party or or uh, a strategic buyer, what have you, um, that would have to kind of come in and, and learn the business. It also much faster than having bringing in somebody from the outside to try to run the business for a while and then transition it to them, which is another option. Um, so, you know, timeline, uh, probably a minimum of, I don't know, two to three years before you want to start to put things in place. Um, you right. know, all the considerations around estate planning and taxes and insurance and, you know, all of the various nuances that go into it. Um, you know, a typical type of sale that you would see in this, in this instance would be like an installment sale uh, where the, the son would, you know, use the proceeds from the the business to, uh, or use the the revenue and the income that the gener- the business generates to buy out the owner, the, the father, Gary, this, in this case, over time, you know, five years, 10 years, something like that. Um, right. Uh, that would be a pretty common method to see here. Um, whether he could, I mean, he could gift interest to the son over time as well. Um, you know, obviously the son could go and get a loan on the business and or a loan to buy the business out if he wanted yeah. to buy him out outright. There's that gets a, a number bit, of that gets a little bit tricky. It can be, yeah. yeah banks yeah. don't like to borrow, don't like to loan money on um, intangibles. Right. right. They yeah. just want to loan against assets. Exactly. So if there's if there's some assets in the business, potentially that's a, an option, but. Most of the time for a small business like this, you know, it's a, a lot of it's going to be re- relationship based. The sales and the, the, your, your clients or your customers are going to be the, that's what you're selling really. Um, and so trying to, to come up with a way to transition out again, there's so many options. Um, if this were an estate planning, I mean, it's saying that there's 2.5 million in sales, Troy, from a business valuation standpoint. I know it's hard to value a business without having a lot more detail sure. than this, but yeah. you could back of the napkin rule of thumb, one-time sales. You could probably do that, uh, but again, that's just a back of the napkin yeah. option. There, there's a few things that you, if you want to get into the into the valuation conversation, there's, I mean, obviously there are lots of ways that you can go about it, um, but what you need to make sure of is that you're getting. Um, comparable options before you just assume that uh, the the business is worth X dollars. Uh, so, guys, when we were talking a minute ago, we were talking about uh, Gary and his HVAC business. Uh, it's got a, a, a good long history. Um, Gary's grown the business, and uh, he's now looking to retire. He's got a few options in his own mind, but I think he's got a whole lot more options than he might understand. Uh, Jennifer, you wanted to make a point, though, about... Yeah, one of the things, though, that I know he's he's concentrating on selling the business. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know all of his situation. I don't know if he has other assets outside, but a lot of people that are sole proprietors, business owners, they're putting all of their um, money and time and effort into the business, so they may not have a lot of other assets outside. So right. he also wants to make sure in whatever way he sells it, I'm sure he has a goal for his retirement. So sure. how he wants to spend that, you know, when is he going to need the money? And so that might also come into play when you're looking at the 
valuation of the business but and structuring how you're going to um, sell it and how the, he'll receive the money, you want to take what he needs into account as well. Yeah, Absolutely. As from a personal financial planning standpoint, that's that's a great point because you want to make sure that he's going to be able to get enough out of the business to meet whatever goals he has. Um, and so we would typically want to run some projections or some financial plans for Gary initially, you know, if he's our client to, to show here's how much you need to get out of the business in order to meet whatever the goals are that you have and what timeline do you need the money? Right. Um, You know, it may be a situation. A lot of times when somebody owns a business, if we don't know anything about the business and they'll tell us it's worth $10 million and they're going to sell it and they're going to get a lump sum all in, in the you know first year after they retire. Well, most of the time it doesn't work out that way. That's and correct. even if they're getting 10 million, is that before taxes, after taxes, you know, what is the tax impact to you and spreading that payment out might actually be a better thing from a tax standpoint. So right. you have to, to take your personal uh, financial planning into consideration right. when you're selling your business. Yeah. And you know, we've talked to a lot of folks that are in a similar situation. They come and they, they want to know, you know, I'm looking to retire uh, Jennifer, to your point, I, I would make this point to business owners out there. Um, it's not good to uh, pile all your eggs in one basket, True. no matter what. Um, so, you know, if you are a business owner and you don't have savings outside of that business, you have taken on a lot more risk than you really should be. Because now, not only is your current livelihood, but your future tied into one business and potentially one transaction mm-hmm. at that point. So uh, it's good to to diversify all of your investments and not just make it so that you pile all your money into your business. It's a it's a very common thing, but uh, probably not, not the best one. Yeah. 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 So um, you know, and then back on the track. Usually the first question is. Well, how much can I get for it? Now, yeah. most business owners have a thought in mind. Yeah, the country club said five times EBITDA. Yeah, no, and that's always <laughs> the thing. And and you know what? That's that's pretty common. Uh, that's a pretty common factor when you when you talk to uh, business owners. They've done a little homework. They've looked online. They've talked to other business owners who might have gone through a transaction recently. But quite often, what we find is um, industry information that uh, is pertinent to small businesses is often unavailable uh, according to EBITDA or even earnings. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can go through the manipulations of the financial statements and, uh, and come up with all sorts of price-to-earnings ratio, whatever you want. The one that's most common is sales. Yeah. And you can find what the transaction price was and the sales. And with those two, you can do kind of a price-to-sales ratio, a price-to-revenue. So, uh, Casey, your initial thought was how many times revenue? It's often around one. Yeah. But there are aspects that you want to to um, think about. Now, you know, Gary's been growing this business since his father passed, and uh, a business that is growing actually should get a higher multiple. Right. And, you know, what what uh, we generally try to do in solving this piece of the puzzle is uh, find businesses that are similar um, to to the uh, to the uh, prospect business that we're looking to value. Um, We find businesses in a similar geographical location, similar size, same industry. uh, And and we go from there and then start looking at uh, 
the revenues. And let's face it, what does an investor, somebody that's going to come in and buy this business want? They truly want cash flows. Yeah. Everything in life that you ever invest in should be considered you are paying X, the present value of a future stream of cash flows. So, you know, if it comes right down to it, that's a bit more complicated calculation than just applying a factor to your business. And quite often, especially if you have growth initiatives and they are working, uh, that is the better way to, to value a business. Um, and, you know, it's a bit more complicated. I don't want to get into that, but let's, let's explore the fact that Gary's got a lot more options than just passing it on to his son, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, number one, he could, uh, you know, he could see if he could find a, another owner. He might even talk to other HVAC companies. It's usually a pretty popular business in just about any community. Mm -hmm. uh, see if there's a, a willing buyer out there. Um, one that might have better finances than his son that could pay him that lump sum that you talked about, Casey. Right. Uh, or even, uh, you know, for financial planning purposes, maybe be willing to make payments over several years so that, uh, you know, he wouldn't be hit with a tax bill all at once. He could sell incrementally the equity in the business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a number of different ways that might actually be better for Gary. Um, statistics show that passing a business on to the second generation is not as easy as people think it is. Right. Um, you know, I think something like 80% of second generation businesses fail. Yeah. Um, and third generation, it becomes almost, you know, 95%, something like that. Yeah. So if you're passing it on within the family, within right? the family, and yeah, you do get a little further away from the founder. Yeah. Uh, and you do see the fail rates increase. And so, you know, it's not always the most optimal transaction to, to pass it within the family. Um, but if you want to do that, th there are ways that you can go about looking at doing that. Um, and, you know, we would suggest Gary get with his his tax you know, folks, his CPA, his financial planner, his estate planner, and, and work out all those details. Yeah. Because um, uh, there really is a lot to go through. There uh, really is. A lot more than we can cover in a segment on the radio. Yeah, it would take several weeks. I don't really <laughs> think that folks want to sit and listen to us for several weeks. We're going on about that. Casey, uh, you do hold the Certified Exit Planning Advisor designation, the SEPA, uh, and it's one of the things that you do is, is advise uh, business owners in, in ways that they could uh, begin to prepare the business mm -hmm. for an exit. And, and really, I mean, here we are, Gary's 65. It's usually the age of retirement. And this is the first time you hear the question, you're planning. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to beat him up, but your planning just wasn't really. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be, a, it's going to take, there's some things that he probably needs to do to get the business ready to be sold. And we don't have all of the, the detail information that we would need to make that, to give that advice really. But um, from what we're seeing, it looks like there's some work to be done. Yeah, and, and you said earlier, two to three years. Yeah, if I he mean, were I think, working on this, thinking that this was his target, he should have been working when he was 60, 62, something like that. Absolutely. Right? Start, and start I mean, look, it, it never hurts. If you're a business owner out there and you have a business, start thinking about this stuff now, How how whatever your age. Right. Because exit planning should be an ongoing process. That's just good fundamental business planning business management well, and you never know when your timeline's going to change Absolutely. so you know i mean in this it said that he had to have back surgery and so he stopped doing service calls and right. he's probably just you know maybe possibly slowing down at this point and 
you don't want it or you know for you to really get seriously hurt or something like that and you can't work anymore and then what do you you know you're yeah. forced to yeah, and there, deal with and it we don't know if there's insurance in place but disability right. insurance um life insurance anything that that could provide for if something were to happen to gary i presume that most of the relationships belong to him and the the sales are because of him yeah that's um, common yeah and so it's it's going to be hard to if something were to happen to him then what is the business worth at that point probably right. a lot less than it's worth today yeah and uh making sure that you have uh the the details on how that business transitions from one uh one owner to another is always a great thing yeah. at all times for sure money talks we'll be right back All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.